Yes, yes, yes. What is up, everyone? This is Pinpointed. A new episode here on Spotify. We are talking NBA and the LA Lakers because holy cow, a ton, a ton of drama going on with this team right now. So let's jump into it. So let's start with this. LA is in a big load of trouble. And this has kind of been the biggest theme of their entire season is they haven't been able to get over the hump to become the best team in the West, let alone top five in the West. They are currently 22 and 23, the eighth seed, barely even in the playoffs in the Western Conference. So what the hell's going on? I mean, they've got LeBron. They have Davis. So why is this team so bad? Well, so the number one thing here we have to take a look at is injuries has been one of the biggest reasons the Lakers haven't been as productive. James missed, I think, up to 10 games so far this season. And AD has now missed close to a month to three to four weeks of action already. And I'm not positive on his status update and when he's coming back. Should be relatively soon. But this is what's been going on. They've been juggling players. I know Trevor Reza was out. Bazemore was out. Monk was out for a while. All these specific bench players and starters have been in and out of the lineup. They're the team with the most starting lineups in the NBA to this day. They've deployed the most starting lineups out of any team. So they don't have any consistency, number one. A number two problem is Russell Westbrook. Now... (laughs) (laughs) Russell Westbrook, I mean, talk about an electric player, triple-double machine. I mean, if you saw the dunk he had on Rudy Gobert two, three days ago, it was viral all over the internet on his ability to still at his age, late 30s, middle 30s, to do that over a potential defensive player of the year man again in Rudy Gobert. So his explosiveness is still there. But my God... Is he just inefficient? And people talk about, well, why why is he inefficient with the Lakers? He's with better players. He's with LeBron, LA, his favorite hometown. This is the big city. Like, he should be, you know, working on his three-point shot, working on his ability to pass, doing all these things. But the issue is Westbrook's been this kind of player his whole career. People talk about this for 13 years. This guy has shot from three-point range 40% of the time. This year, he's 39%. From the field, actually, not three-pointer, excuse me. From the field. And then talk about from three, it's even worse. So, and his turnover rate is one of the highest every single year. So, not only can't he can't shoot, he turns the ball over, is inefficient, and doesn't run any offense very well. And this has been his entire mojo. When he was in Washington, when he was in OKC, when he was in Houston, he was racking up triple doubles, doing flashy things at the other end of the floor, offensively, off the glass, fantastic dunks. I mean, it could go on and on. He won MVP a couple years ago because of his average triple double in the entire season. That's what he averaged. At least 10 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. I mean, it's an incredible feat. But the difference is now, 
in Washington, in Houston, and in OKC, nobody gave a crap. He was allowed to do this. He was allowed to take 25 shots and miss 70% of them. He was allowed to run up the floor and create 10 turnovers because those teams weren't good. Those teams didn't have anything to play for, so to speak. But now he comes to L.A., and there's a huge spotlight on Russell Westbrook. And now look at the reaction. Russell Westbrook can't hang. He can't provide the consistency that LeBron and the Lakers need. He is part of the problem. And indeed he is. I mean, you can't blame him. They went out to trade for this guy, paid, overpaid for Westbrook when they could have got Buddy Heald, who was a, who's played the most games, or is tied to have played the most games out of any player, is an incredible three-point shooter, and Russell Westbrook is the exact opposite. Russell Westbrook, honestly, if there's any positive out of this, Westbrook on this team is he's a minute-eating machine that potentially can steal some games by himself, but he's yet to show that. So that is an issue right there. And the next thing is LeBron, while he's playing out of his mind at 37, 38 years old, nothing like we've ever seen before from this age of a player. He's averaging 29 points per game. I think that's top three in the league currently. But he's also fourth in minutes played. Fourth. I mean, you can't have your 37, 38-year-old best player playing the top five minutes in the league. And it's not even halfway through the season yet. He's already had two injuries this year. One of them was out. He was out for a couple weeks. He was injury-plagued all last year. I mean, he's starting to catch up to him. I mean, it's very difficult to keep your body healthy at 37, 38 years old when you're running back and forth down the floor for 40 minutes a game. I mean, it's bound to happen. Brady, at least, at 44 years old, is able to stand in the pocket and is protected. He doesn't have to run. He doesn't have to move. He's only working his shoulder. So those are some of the issues now. Everybody's talking about Frank Vogel, get fired. Frank Vogel's done. Frank Vogel this, that, the other. The issue of the Lakers isn't with Frank Vogel. Yes, sure, some of his coaching decisions have been bad, like where he played DeAndre Jordan, started him for like a month, and he didn't see that Brooklyn released him for a reason. He's just not that good. And then they're playing Rondo and Westbrook together, and that was just a mess. Rondo doesn't even freaking play anymore. He got traded. So... The issue isn't Frank Vogel. And if you want to see statistically what they did without Frank Vogel, Frank Vogel had COVID not too long ago. He was out six games. And guess what David Fisdale, who was a previous coach for the Knicks, did with the Lakers. He went one and five. So when you're like, well, Frank Vogel, you got to get a new coach and to solve the situation. I don't think so. I mean, they didn't have him for six games and they did worse than when he is the coach of the dang team. So, Frank Vogel's situation aside, I don't think that's the solution. Unfortunately for Frank Vogel, he just may be the fallout guy in this situation, and he's just going to have to be let go. ton of rumors that he is day-to-day, game-to-game, essentially. And it may be right for the organization to try to jumpstart something. Maybe a coach firing can jumpstart the team, reset the mentality, but honestly, the only chance that they survive is hoping that AD comes back and they play like they did two years ago in the bubble. And they have to cut Russell Westbrook's minutes. Unless he can provide something efficient, he's not going to play in the fourth quarter. I mean, we saw the last game. He, was, he sat 
because the upper management gave Vogel permission to play him less. And he was clearly upset, wasn't happy with the decision. I mean, who wouldn't be? He's an all-star, or has been previously. But that's almost your best move. You have to play Tucker. You have to play Monk. You're going to have to play others, maybe Melo. Who knows? The issue is with this starting lineups is just their team hasn't had a consistent starting lineup. Their top two teams in games and minutes played is one without Davis and one without LeBron. And their defensive rating was horrible so far without Anthony Davis. They're at a 113 defensive rating efficiency, which is not very good at all, giving up 112 points. Offensively, they're very good, scoring over 120. Fantastic. Assist to turnover ratio above two. So for every two assists, they give a turnover away. Not very good at all. And so here are the, some of the issues. And they haven't played together as a group. Westbrook, James Davis, maybe if you put in Melo, Monk, probably Horton Tucker. They just haven't played. Maybe A.V. Bradley starting to get a ton of minutes. They just haven't had a starting lineup for this team. And that's been the big issue. So now the question is, okay, well, let's say Vogel doesn't get fired. What the heck are they going to do besides Anthony Davis coming back and hoping that this team plays well? Well, there's trade possibilities, but the Lakers are screwed because the only trade potential or package that they can give to a team is essentially trying to trade Horton Tucker, 21 years old, who has potential, who's talented, has had a down year, and maybe what? Packaging him and Kendrick Nunn, who hasn't played at all this year. He's scheduled to come back at some point. And what, another first-round pick to somebody? Like, who's going to take that? And what are you going to get for that kind of package that can help this team? Westbrook, you're not going to trade because who the hell is going to take Westbrook? So, it's a mess. I don't know how they're going to come out of this. Now, I read this and kind of came up with this a little bit here as a little pinpointed trade. Now, take a look at this. Imagine if the Lakers traded Anthony Davis. Now, while this may be totally unrealistic and won't ever happen, Anthony Davis theoretically is their only trade chip with value. And what if he was traded to Boston for Jalen Brown, Smart, potentially some other pieces? Boston needs a refresh because they're clearly not working with their lineup. They need a big man. Anthony Davis is supposed to be a top 10 player, a top two big man in the league. Has not put up that kind of number, so that's concern for Boston. But if the Lakers get Jalen Brown, I mean, his efficiency offensively and especially defensively is exactly the problem that they have. And then you get Smart and potentially some other, like a three-point shooter like Naismith or someone like that. Holy cow, Pritchard. It's a possibility. But imagine that. Holy cow, Davis to the Celtics. I don't think they would ever do that, but man, imagine that trade. Lakers are screwed. I don't know what they're going to do. We'll see what happens. Once again, thank you guys for listening. That is Pinpointed, where we're looking at all your favorite sports every week. Give you little updates. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music, where this podcast will be posted. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Later.